two, one, let's go. Welcome to a new episode of the podcast, everybody. You are tuning in to Through the Static with your host, Frank, and today I am interviewing Marvin Theodore. Marvin and I met at Nautilus Plus when I was just starting uh, to train, and the first thing I remember um, is you seeing me deadlift in a very, very horrible way, and you saying like, hey, you know, you don't have to make all that noise, and you can actually control your muscles, and I was like, I was like this little kid on the block, and I was like, oh yeah, you can't tell me what to do, I want to minimize time under tension, and that's how we met, and we, we sort of kept each other on each other's radar uh, you are a certified kinesiologist you are also a speaker uh, you are a uh, thinking grow rich student to become instructor eventually and an assistant trainer of the elite speaking academy you just spoke at influencers unite uh, replacing armin shafi so how was your experience with uh, influencers unite did you enjoy it what were the good sides what were the bad sides and more importantly why do you have an eye patch on <laughs> uh, hi Frank, Frank. So uh, um, I'm having a great time. Thank you for having me here. Totally. And um, yeah, so which one do you want me to start with? The, the eye patch? Well, no, no, that's the juicy. <laughs> we want the juicy at the end. Like we'll start, we'll start well, influencers with... Influencers Unite, how did I... Yeah, like how did you find it? So basically for people that don't know, Influencers Unite is a congregation of influencers that get together every year under the banner of Influencers Unite where there's different speakers and you turned out to be one of those speakers. So what was your experience? What did you like? What did you not like? Mm. I loved how professional um, it looked like for the people I know that were organizing it. I loved how I came in and all the effort that went behind it, you know? And just, it was just impressed by the organizers that, that were there. I know there was Antoine Arolzi. And um, just to see him step up like that, I, w I was just blown away. So that was the first thing. And then I was the opportunity, uh, obviously I had to speak uh, on the stage with a lot of other amazing speakers. And uh, I think it was how I just felt like um, at some point it was the, the, the energy varied a bit. Mm -hmm. And I paid attention to that. And you got to be ready at all times, you know, to adapt to how your audience is. And I was just so happy that I assumed right, like I said, my intuition was right. And I just came in there and I knew I need to give them a, a lot of energy. But yeah, totally. Without trying to force it, like, hey, come on, and then just say random yeah. stuff. Everybody clap. You know, it was like a pandemic, <laughs> and the people were like, wow, you are an elite speaker, cabinet, uh, elite speaker, you know, because that's who I was representing. Mm. And the people say, it's your energy. So it was just for me, it was just the fact that I could be so authentic and uh, it'd be so appreciated at the mm. same time. And, totally. Uh, it was just realizing, I guess, so short notice having to replace someone else that was supposed to speak. Uh, I could be so ready myself and add so much value to people around totally. me. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I did do the right work on myself and uh, I guess that was like a nice uh, pop quiz. I guess I had a pop quiz and I got a good grade <laughs> on it, you know? <laughs> so, so it was great. I was so happy to meet all uh, these amazing influencers and uh, taking pictures with them, talking with them. Yeah, I met such great people. There. Yeah, so, a lot of great people and it, it's a little bit surreal to see these people with like 35, 40,000, 1 million uh, you know, followers actually just like being right in front of you and talking to you. There's something, there's something about it that just uh, is pretty, pretty cool. Um, so now, second thing, the eye patch. So eye patch. what's that all about? Like, what's hey, the, what happened? I'm, I'm, I'm embracing my doctor evil. <laughs> it's so awesome, dude! It looks awesome. Okay. I kind of want an eye patch now. No, I just got um, uh, an eye infection. Sure. And uh, I'm still not sure exactly what happened, but I just got it checked out. It's healing just well. But I'm like, but, and someone else is like, well, don't wear the eye patch for the interview. You know, it's like, it's gonna, <laughs> it's not gonna look good. It's like, listen, you have man. To it's, own like, it. it's like, listen, 
do not ruin my only opportunity to wear eye patch. I have an excuse to wear eye patch. It just costs two dollars. I'm gonna wear the eye patch, okay? So that's that a, is a story. hilarious. That's a true story. I'm like, it's my chance. Like it's it's like in my bucket list, you know. And I get to do it right now. I get to scratch that off. Just put it off, you know. Like jump from parachute. Wear an eye patch for a podcast. It's um, true. It does make you feel a bit evil when you're walking around. Like that's why you only see from one eye and pissed off. Everyone was walking around with two eyes. Of course, I'm angry all the you time. You only see fifty percent of this stuff, right? Um, exactly. So, so go. You know, going past the fact that you are uh, a think and grow rich instructor and that you're uh, an elite speaker. Uh, those are things that are very important, but that would be uh, subject to another podcast. What mm-hmm. I'm trying to do tonight is to talk about a specific subject. You know, I want to talk a little bit about uh, about pain as a bottleneck to success. So yes. uh, let's start with uh, your speech at Influencers Unite. You oh, know, yeah. uh, in about 30 seconds, you know, what was it about and how can it be a good segue to our speaking tonight? Yeah, well, that was exactly it. That uh, pain for me in conclusion meant pay attention. So whenever you have a lot of pain in your life, and it's something or it's reoccurring, why don't you go pay attention to what's actually going on there? You might learn a thing or two about yourself. And then you can be a little bit more proactive into having a freaking amazing day. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's very, it's very interesting how, like, as humans, we just run away from it, you know? Um, and uh, you have found, you know, I, well, at least for me, I found pain in training and I found pain to be a very good bottleneck to success, to be this, like, cathartic, thing that just brings you pleasure it's kind of masochistic uh, when you think about it but it's just like there's this level of pain but then it's followed by a level of uh, of greatness and, and feeling good uh, and I think that we run away uh, from that a lot so how do you find that in training is that something that you fell uh, in love with early and how did you find that uh, to embody in your life mm. well actually um I'm someone that more like fight or flight. I would more like flee the pain mm. and then fight the pain. And then I would go build myself up and come back stronger and beat the pain. Mm. And, and that's exactly why I was training. It was to beat up someone that, that I felt uh, uh, was not respecting uh, their authority uh, properly. So I stepped up with them. So enable me basically, it was the pain that I didn't want to have in my life. Uh, from being subject to someone that does not use their authority properly, then I give myself the authority to keep the order in place. Totally. So that was the pain that I had. So that was my different relationship with pain. So whatever pain I had in the gym, I didn't have a pump I was trying to build. I was disconnected from, it's painful. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's, it's not that I had. I was obsessed. I had an obsession. I was driven. And uh, there's certain things I wouldn't want to see. But I did pay attention to my form, at least, so that's why I didn't get too many injuries, you yeah. see. And that's why, for me today, what I do as a coach is I want people to realize that, look, you have emotional scars. Um, right now, that flesh wounds, that's why you're here. You've got to be more mindful. You not, might not be as lucky as me. Yeah. Me, I was obsessed with being the one that's careful in the way he lives. Oh. If I was the guy that had a big ego and wasn't careful, and it's like no pain, no gain, and my body was prone to have a lot of injuries. Um, mm-hmm. Genetically speaking, I have uh, advanced degenerative arthritis. Really? So wow. it's just genetic, in a way, you know? So I had to, good thing I was careful. Mm-hmm. So that's just it. So I'm someone that really enables people to pay attention to details of who they're being uh, as they're lifting properly um, in the gym because it's more like an art form that you're learning to apply properly 
So learn the art. It's just like, hey, just go out there because you're mad and swing that violin. There's a melody to hear. Yeah. Can you hear it? And then you can be more careful about uh, how much tension you want to put. But there's, there's, there's a melody behind the strength that you have. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why when people live, it's like, hey, as long as you're not breaking yourself as you're breaking that personal record, that was the most beautiful thing there was. Yeah. There's an art of being able to have a control with the bar that's going down without it smashing the floor. Just like it is really badass of just letting it go and fall. But I think Tim has much more strength that even after you did that, you're responsible. It says things. It's like, hey, I guess there's a guy that does open the door without you having to open the door for anyone. You know, it's just your character. Yeah. I just think for me, it was, it's just like the, putting the, the extra effort. And if I could say, it just connects to what you learn in uh, one of the rules in Second Grow Rich. And it's one of the laws of giving more than what's expected. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if people expect me to let it drop, it's tolerated. Yeah. Then let me give it 20% more. And, and, and just go about it slowly. Yeah, just like when people are doing, lifting really heavy and we're screaming, I'm like, can I do it silently? That was my 20% more. Now I'm learning to use a very stronger intention with how my sound comes out now because now I've learned about more about the breathing work. So now it's more like about the, that now I'm at some other level stuff, you know, but everything is intentional when I do. And it's not just because, what? That's what's in right now. And unconsciously, you see in so much people dropping it. Yes. You don't even question why you're doing it. And then you try giving some BS excuse. You, we, a lot of people don't even know why they're doing a lot of the things. They're just following, but not necessarily thinking for themselves. Mm. Everything I did had a, a, an art behind. I could get better at doing that specifically. Right, right. So, I was, so that's why when I hit a plateau with how much weight I lift, I, was, I didn't spend much time with the pain of, ah, I did everything, it doesn't grow. Well, I tried everything else in my technique and how much reps I do. And then when I realized that, I accepted, you know what? Maybe genetically speaking, my arms are just made that way. Yeah. Because I did just about everything I could do. I'm at peace with that now. Yeah. Hey, I'm like, yo, your biceps have to be bigger. Everyone has better biceps than me. It's like it keeps me humble. Don't look at my back, though. It kills out. It's like amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so Everybody has their strong suits so and their it. weak suits. You know? And I also know that you do uh, martial arts. Hell right? Yes. So uh, that, that's like beauty in motion, basically. Yes. Um, and that's another thing where you're, you do which, well, first, which type of martial art do you do? I started with kickboxing. Sure. I was practicing kickboxing. And then I did a very, very little of capoeira, but I always kept the, 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 the art in practice. It was just combining certain things I knew already. And it's Russian system I'm spending the most time with. Um, if there's an adaptation to it as its principles into, let's say, mixed martial arts. And Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu would be one of the closest arts I could give it problems because you're not. You're already thinking about. Oh my goodness, the other guy's bigger, stronger, and faster. Yeah, yeah. Well, Russian system. It's like a system, but you have a stand-up system of in all situations of basically that mm-hmm. the guy's stronger, faster, younger than you in every single way possible. Yeah, younger than you in every way possible. <laughs> you know, that's, younger clothes, and and that's it. So I'm like, well, there's a complete way to it. So it just changes you as a person sure. when you think like that. And the people that practice a lot, because I went to the full, full immersion seminar. Uh, where it was like a, it was like you know uh, you wake up practice breakfast practice like lunch practice it was like all day practice you know and uh, you see the people that practice a lot they all have that same zen attitude yeah 
Well, they enter they enter into a state where they're used to spend time. You know, it's it's just like one of those things where we, I I don't do mixed martial arts. Mm -hmm. I want to do mixed martial arts, and I, I would love to get into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. But what I've noticed is that you know it's not necessarily a high impact thing. It's not like if you're gonna mm -hmm. do uh, boxing or you know you're you're not bashing each other's face. It's really like it's about rolling and using the other person's weight against them, mm -hmm. understanding the joints, understanding how that works, understanding pain pressures, and and what I think is really interesting is that it's one of those things where when you see uh, you know something happen and, and they put the person into a lock for example you'll you'll see it, it's like it looks super flawless mm -hmm. and and it doesn't look hard or anything mm -hmm. but it's just like mm -hmm. beauty in motion mm -hmm. but to get to that point just like to get to a point where you're doing perfect uh, form while lifting yeah. while performing a deadlift or, or you know doing a bi bicep curl whatever it may be there is a you know minimal required effort to get to that point yes. and it's an ever chasing worry so you're always going aiming at being better and there it's diminishing returns but at the same time that's it the beauty is in the chase mm -hmm. right you 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 suffer but you you get to to tame the suffering but still respect it mm -hmm. um, and i think that's what a lot of seasoned people in lifting and in, in martial arts understand is that in in order for you to fully commit to something and to fully be proficient at it, you have to uh, to respect the boundaries of your person, just like you respect the boundaries of your genet genetic predispositions, or you you respect the predisposition of a black belt being a lot better, you know, than a blue belt, and you know that's just the way it seems to work for me. So, um, how did the, this translate to um, your teaching your clients? So. You are a personal trainer mm -hmm. as well, uh, and this is something that you've been doing for a good while now. So how do you incorporate these things into um, your client base? Because a lot of people are uncomfortable with pain, and they will use pain when it's necessary, mm -hmm. but they don't view pain while lifting as necessary because they don't view lifting as necessary. That's mm, fine. Uh, well, because what happens is that they get to see uh, how they talk themselves out of doing things uh, that m that might be very important for them to do, and if they don't do them, it wouldn't be called responsible. Um, that's what they get to that's see. That's deep. That's actually yeah. very, very deep. That's wow. what they get to see. That's awesome. And like if that. someone could bring that to their attention versus, okay, no problem, Adam, the customer is always right, I just ask questions. And yeah. I'm like, I'm with them, I'm with you, I get why you would think that way too, I'm right with you. But why so? Why do you say that? Oh, well, it's because I have horrible balance. Do you? All right, well, can you just try going on the box? You know? And it's, they don't even allow themselves to try certain things. But then I realize, oh, wait a minute, boy. Why do you keep looking at the floor for? I see you looking at the floor. Why do you want to go up if you're looking down? You're going to go where you're looking. Okay, now it's to get her up. Now she's going up. She's going looking down. I'm like, are you visualizing yourself falling off the thing? How did you know? I'm like, because <laughs> that's what you don't want to do and you're trying to do at the same time. What you're thinking, even if it's inside, even if you're not conscious of it, is dictating what you're going to do. Totally. But then you don't want to do that, but you're telling yourself that, but you can't hear that. See? So that's how I can help people. It's like with how they deal with pain in general. Or like when they want to, they just want to avoid something in life that makes them uncomfortable. Whatever frustrates them, good. Do they know why it frustrates them? What are they saying right now about mm -hmm. it? So for me, it's just it, it's just amazing because that's just that's just their their stamp in a way. Yeah. And they get to see that it looks like that here, 
So, I mean, what else can they pay attention to in their training then? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, 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 and this extends so much more to just training, right? This, this law is just present in nature all around. You know, it's yeah. very important to acknowledge that the things that matter most in life are the, generally the things that are the most difficult. Um, it's an irony to see uh, a, a woman birthing a child being a very, very mm -hmm. painful process, yet that human potentially becoming, uh, you know, a king or a philosopher or, uh, you know, a lawyer or a doctor that saves hundreds of lives. You know, there is a certain irony to, to all of that, but mm -hmm. that's uh, the things that you don't want to do often are the things that you need to do. And there's something so raw about that that I've learned to appreciate. Mm -hmm. um, I think that uh, for a lot of people, responsibility can definitely be scary. But I think ultimately what it comes down to is really just uh, being able to adjust uh, to something mm -hmm. that's uncomfortable and being outside of your comfort zone. And this is so, so like... Yes, being outside of your comfort zone. I get it. I've heard this a, a, a billion times. But yet again, the things that you've heard a billion times, you need to hear a billion more times mm -hmm. if you're not putting them into practice. Like, you know, practice what you preach or do uh, to others as you would want to do unto yourself. Those things, they're basic uh, wisdoms that we need to acquire, but we have them, yet we don't use them. And, and pain as a bottleneck to success is something that I believe that we understand as humans, yet our nature pushes us away from it, but we still go through it. So why do you believe that's the case? Why do you believe that we simultaneously push pain away, yet we go through, we go through it and we make it more difficult than it has to be? Hmm. Uh, that's, a, that's a good question, I guess, because people, I guess, just do not, people do think less uh, than they think, <laughs> and it's because they're more reactive by habit. So, I'll, I'll stop you there, right? That's what, what, do you, what do you mean people think less than they think? Because yeah. that sounds like a circular argument. Yes, exactly, because they would understand the statement that, well, yeah, obviously you don't do something like that. Yet on the video, you're there doing it. Yeah. So it's like as if they did, their brain has not even processed that they did do that. <laughs> Why yeah. so? Because when it happened, they were probably triggered in some way, triggered by boredom. There's something that's triggered a set of behaviors that trigger themselves once they're bored, like eating, just because you're bored. The moment we're bored, we know that if you don't know that you're watching this, it's being filmed, you have a pattern about every 13 minutes, you're gonna get up and go check the fridge. You know, there's this unconscious stuff doing and over 80% of your day, some specialists are saying that your day is just habits, which mm. could be cool in a way when you're, you have a good discipline of doing sure. things. Yeah, very cool. But not when there's like critical decisions or soft decisions that do matter and will matter. You know, so it's just being able to kind of like uh, take back control of that in a way to, to be aware that um, something makes sense to you. But just because you're not able to pay enough attention to um, when you're going off track and when you're on track. Car mm. Carl, Carl Gustav Young, uh, psychologist, yes. he, he, amazing. And he explains that people think about, oh, well, in right or wrong, you know, like this is right, this is wrong, yes. you're doing something good, doing something bad. It's more like people balance, the brain balances more in between, for people, in between either making sense or nonsense. Mm. So just be aware of are you right now making sense or did you get triggered and you're in nonsense zone? So for me, I want people to be aware of when, if there's one thing I could do on this planet is have more people being intelligently um, managing 
when they are making sense and nonsense and okay well by creating context with their habits their personality who they are what they say they make it clear to their content to their con uh, to the people around them there's a context of how to respect them as they are so that uh, so that their natural tendencies, uh, his natural tendencies doesn't work uh, against him. Yes. Meaning like if he's about to go off track in certain conditions, he's, he's spoken out to them yes. how to respect that. A hundred percent. And I, I really, really love that, but I think it's a two component part. So what do you, you have yourself yeah. and you have your environment. Mm -hmm. So I think that too many people um, surround themselves with people that want to keep them in the nonsense zone. And, and not enough with people that want to put them in the sense zone. There you go. And, and that's definitely something that I've struggled with and it's difficult because it's difficult to take away uh, bondages that you've had with people that have were good for you in the past but are not necessarily good to you now mm -hmm. because it assumes that humans all evolve together when it's, when it's not the case. And then also, I do think that personally, we actually have a negative tendency to think of ourselves as lacking in more things than we are good at because... Mm -hmm. um, it, evolutionarily speaking we had to be averse to pain we had to be averse to getting hunted down we had to be averse to all these things and it sort of pushed our conscious to think like oh no like that's dangerous like that's gonna hurt me i don't want to go there but that's exactly where i need to go uh, you know what i mean like let's say i am uh, a hunter and um i'm going to, to to hunt some prey like ultimately what my conscious is telling me is like no 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 you shouldn't go there it's dangerous it's dangerous but then you go there and you go there to nourish yourself because you can't not go there you mm -hmm. know what i mean i think it's the same thing um in your life uh, in terms of personality you need to know um when you need to push past the pain to acquire something of worth mm -hmm. and you need because that thing is so small at the beginning right and it's because of your environment that it keeps growing so mm -hmm. that's why similar um to a lotus uh it grows in the in the weirdest of places it ends up being this huge uh, beautiful thing that's that's absolutely amazing and I, I think that's very very interesting and and also what i wanted to point out is uh carl jung he has a concept called integrating your shadow Mm -hmm. So integrating your shadow is essentially integrating the antithesis of who you are. Um, so it's understanding what you're not to better understand what you are. So again, Definitely. I'm going to repeat that. It's understanding what you are not to better know who you are. And to a lot of people, that's scary, right? Because you need to know, um, you need to know what, the, what are the bad parts of the human psyche. And a lot of people push away from that. And I think that has a lot to do with people that lose control of their habits and ultimately of themselves because of this. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Yes, that's perfectly in the, in the, in the principle of uh, people don't allow themselves to go in certain places because they don't want to identify themselves with that at all. That yes, it, it, it creates a problem because um, when people have pain, I was telling you about, like they come into the gym, they come in the gym with pain already. Mm. They have wounds, wounds that come even from their childhood they still haven't made peace with, you know? And that's why when you press on something that's painful for them, even me being the first, like in my relationship, I realized that uh, financially, whenever any topic that I smell maybe talks about, talks about finances, I would, uh, um, I would react on it, you know? And um, I had to realize that, I had to get off my horse and realize, you know what? What if there's things about me I'm not aware of? Because mm. see, your shadow is going to come up whether you realize it or not. Yes. And that's what happens when you get triggered. See, for me, it was something that had to do with finances. See, so my shadow would come in. What, yes. what, what in particular? Was it, was it the fact that you. I became manipulative. Okay. To get, to get away from the topic of 
of, of finances because you but, were scared. But I didn't know. You yeah, see, yeah, I yeah. was telling you the nonsense. <laughs> I didn't know I was yeah, doing yeah. that. And if totally. you told me I did that, I didn't do that. Like, no, I did, yeah. But when I had, I had to go to a self-development course, I'm like, hey, wait a minute. I'm all those I... times that I was <laughs> winning, I was killing all the conversations. <laughs> like I was totally. always winning the, becoming the winner. You know, the winner and single. Yeah. But, you know, but... but but the thing is, I realized that wait a minute, I was being manipulative in totally. a way. I just I could out, I could out intelligent somewhat like I could <laughs> I maneuver myself mean. in a conversation yes. where I'll win out this. Like I could speak well out of it. And ultimately, you it. would out intelligent yourself. Right? Yes, yes. Um, which is the, which is the worst part. Yes. Um, because you can deal with your environment, right? You can tell people what things are, but you can never run away from mm -hmm. yourself. But then the thing is that knowing that I have that now made me want to study the opposite spectrum of it more now mm. and and that's why i say that knowing your shadow is important because you get to see what you're also capable of doing totally it, like it, in the same wavelength you know they, they're connected um, because why would you be so angry why did you get so mad because did you see what he's about to do your daughter oh so then you're more like a caregiver and you're very connected to such things like yeah it's true how did you know yeah because obviously that's the only thing that would get you so angry but unless you practice being able to stand up more responsibly, you won't be able to help anyone that you really care about when the day is going to come. Totally. So then it's like that's what you need to be training at the gym yeah, for, you know? Definitely. Because definitely. you care about people, but you need to learn how to care about yourself first. Yes. Let me guess. You never, you don't care about yourself. I don't do anything for myself. My daughter said all the time. Boom. How did I know? It's because like, <laughs> <laughs> it's an underlying current. Yeah. Yeah. So, but but anyways, the shadow just lets you know what you look like when you're triggered. When you get really angry at your, at someone else, that's that's your shadow that comes <laughs> out, you know. Mm -hmm. And but then you would never associate that you are that person, no, because you're good. Hey, eh? you give money to children. Sure. In Africa, see, you, because you have this idea of yourself. You rationalize your position. Exactly, but that's what I was trying to say. It's very important to know your shadow, and 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 learn how to have, find safe outlets, um, to be able to 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 not have it come out when it's not supposed mm -hmm. to, because it's a part of you that needs to be expressed. Exactly. So, but you give it a bad rap by tying it in the closet or in the basement. And that's what you did with a part of yourself. And then when it gets unchained, you can't control it. Yes, and it'll, that's it. That's why it uses outlets of, of, uh, of, of excitement, you know? Uh, it through like excessive entertainment, you know? Sure. It's certainly it's like numbing activities, you know? Yeah. Like you're numbing some form of pain unconsciously because it gets a way of coming out. So it almost creates that as a gateway or a bridge to get out right. and play a bit and get some breath of air. Oh, okay, it was worth it. Yeah, but you, you're kind of unconscious. I'll admit, you could kind of be unconscious from who you know you really are yeah. at that time when, when that happens. And that's a principle about what I want people to learn what to have uh, to be able to manage pain is to have a form of active meditation because meditation is the principle is to know who you are. So the best of who you are, the best of what you know you can do in potential how can you fully be aware and acting in integrity with that throughout your day as a consistent theme? Sure. And know when it's about to not to make sense anymore that with that consistent theme that you know that you are. Mm. And that's what I find is the most important thing that people can do because um, you know who you are and you're not that, that pain. That pain gave you an idea of who you are because you fought back to do what? For vengeance? Vengeance for what? It still came out of love. Yeah. See, all that hate and vengeance you seem to have... In the end, it was out of love. Yeah. You see? So in the end, you're someone that just seeks love. It was just acted out as vengeance ah, in that moment. And, you know? and the higher level 
emotions are always going to be at the bottom, but it's about being at the bottom to understand what it, it's about being at the top to, but also understanding what it is of being at the bottom and understanding the full range of experiences that are available mm-hmm. for many, many people. And I think that pain is very important for that. And integrating your shadow is a key component of that. Yeah. Um, so I think that right now this is perfect timing. We're on in the flow. Last question, three tips to give your clients um, to tame that pain and to make it their own. Three tips. Three tips. One, two, three. Pain, number one, is pain means pay attention. Pay attention. Yeah. You have reoccurring pain, chronic pain. So just like you'd have chronic pain in your body, uh, you can have uh, chronic pain like, uh, uh, what's it called again, emotionally speaking. So just pay attention to that because um, what we're learning with psycho, the psychosomatic science, like your body and your mind are the same thing. Totally. So once it hurt, the other one's going to be hurt. So pay attention and see what you could do about it. It's probably something you're avoiding or you didn't speak at the right time um, about, like uh, assuming the person's always an asshole versus you just not having the courage to ask what do they mean by Becky when was there till 2 a.m. Yeah, when they hurt your feelings. Or, or whatever it is, yes. like you said. Sure. It's, it's, it's just all the that principles. Becky, huh? She's all, it's always Becky. Huh? But you could have just Becky. asked, you know? <laughs> you could have asked, but we just assume things instead, yeah. you know? Um, so that's another one I would do. So it's... So number two? I would say is don't think... Don't take things personally. Ooh, that's a difficult one. Yeah. But, it, but it makes sense. It yeah. makes sense with what we've been talking about um, because... Taking things personally means jumping into other people's games and giving up your sense of agency over your own actions. Yes. And um, because of that, the principle is that. It's just the fact that it's how do I take things personally? Because once again, it's, it brings back to a sensitivity, sensitivity point you have with something that you're not okay with that bothers you or, 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 or that scares your, you know, your freedom or whatever totally. it is. Yeah. So that's why you still want to be, be able to pay attention to that. So when I say pay, pay, pay attention, well, don't take things personally. You know, so that might be connected. Pay attention to the things you take personally. Right. And what does that look like when you take p- things personally to any degree? See, and that's why I said but only when I started paying attention to myself, I was able to see others more and clearly. Mm-hmm. But I had to deatrophy that by paying attention to myself first, because at least I'm always with myself. And uh, the the last one I would say, as the biggest tip to avoid pain, is uh, is assumption. Okay, Um, assumption is much dangerous, more much more dangerous than I thought. Assumption is up there with procrastination. They're 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 like they're like very close cousins or something, you know. And, um, and while I say that is because it makes you lazy at having courage and thinking hmm. because you just come to the preferred conclusion that doesn't mean that it's the best result for you and you never go see what's really happening in reality. Hmm. So it's just, it's, it's just this forms a laziness of the mind and in your habits. Hmm. So that just flows in, in your character and in, in your behaviors. Totally. You know, so and you don't want to be you want to have a consistent theme with your habits if you want to mold your character into something that's greater. Definitely. You definitely. know, so quick recap. What are the three? So um, so the, the pay attention, the first one is pay attention. So pain means pay attention. When you okay. feel pain about anything, pay attention. You heard it here first. To what you take personally and the range of what does it look like when you take things personally? Be sensitive to that. And then. 
to avoid assumptions. assumptions. Great. And it's just because it makes your mind lazy sure. and disconnected to wanting to know what's really happening in reality. Totally. That's it. Just how about you were Super just more simple. an observer? Pay attention. What really happened though? So if you always feel like someone is some way, oh my goodness, that's poor guy. Yeah. Or poor woman, like whatever it is. They're never going to change. Yeah. Because, because no matter what they do, you're always going to think of them in a way. <sighs> yes, definitely, definitely. Wow. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. So look, uh, this was a great conversation. Um, where can we find you on the interwebs? Um, are you, uh, you know, the eyepatch at twitter.com? <laughs> what is it? Uh, so Facebook, where can we find you? Facebook. Facebook. Marvin Theodore. Marvin Theodore. Instagram. The Marvin Theodore. The Marvin Theodore is a D U H or D T H E. Underscore? No. T H E Marvin Theodore. One word. Okay. Theodore T H E O D O R E. That's correct. Awesome. So this was Frank and Marvin. Thanks for coming by. Do you have any comments? Did you enjoy your experience? This is take number two. <laughs> I thought this, this one was actually a lot better. Yeah. Yeah.